President Nelson is telling me to be a better defender of the faith by being more like Jesus Christ. Mm. Hey, look, if they can call Les Miserables uh, and Victor Hugo, one of the minor prophets over there at BYU, I can call Elon Musk a minor prophet, all right? So you think that Elon Musk clearly watched Russell M. Nelson's talk. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's why he did this this way. No, I'm not talking about peace at any price. Grade us. Give us an A, B, C, D, no, E, no. or F. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Midnight Strike Through Mormons. I am your host, Carden Ellis, and today I'm joined in the studio by an interesting cast. We got Brad Whitbeck here, as well as Jonah Barnes, comedic commentator and writer. Um, and we're talking about uh, a, a difficult subject. Uh, sometimes as a religious person, uh, much like Adam and Eve in the garden, you feel like you have two competing commandments. Mm. Well, we've just recently had a very compelling and... Um, uh, a, a very thought-inducing talk given by our prophet, the modern president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Russell M. Nelson, about our concern for bringing peace and, and love and being peacemakers and so on and so forth. However, at the same time, we're tasked with building the kingdom and, and sometimes, uh, you know, defending yourself from lies told about you by others in cyberspace requires a little bit of conflict. And we're, you know, commanded to avoid some contention as well as... Uh, build the kingdom simultaneously. Dare I say having a musket in one hand and a trowel in the other. All right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know these be uh, very uh, accurate analogies, but somehow controversial. And at the same time, I feel the best representation of how to forcefully but respectfully mm. challenge bad ideas actually came from one of the minor prophets, our secular oh pal gosh. in chief, our secular, Elder, Elder Musk, our one of secular the minor prophets. <laughs> hey, look, if they can call Les Miserables uh, and Victor Hugo, one of the minor prophets over there at BYU, I can call Elon Musk a minor prophet. All right. Elder Elon. But, you know, yeah, here oh we've got gosh. Elon Musk teaching people how to forcefully engage and keep people from, from, from stating lies about you. Now, remember, counter punches are not attacks and punches. They're defensive. So, so we're going to try and balance with Brad Whitbeck, the most diplomatic person I know, mm. and Jonah Barnes, an actual leader in the church wow. who has to counsel people <laughs> in how to be more Christ-like. Who's totally not diplomatic either, so that's the counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so we're going to do it. So anyway, first, where should we start? Let's start out with, uh, for those of you that aren't aware, this happened a couple of weeks ago, okay, um, but this was an interview between Elon Musk and a reporter from the BBC in which... You know, it's very similar to anti-Mormon conversations. The reporter tried mm -hmm. to use a bunch of vagaries and accuse Twitter of harboring disinformation and hate speech and so on and so forth. And we'll just let it roll and then we'll talk. OK, does that sound good to you guys? That sound mm -hmm. good to you guys. Before yeah. we start, do you have anything that you got to say? Just got to say, I love Russell M. Nelson and I really love Elon Musk. So, OK, cool. So let's see what he has to say here. Elon Musk, minor prophet, go. People very recently who were involved in moderation and they just say they just there's not enough people to police this stuff particularly around um particularly around hate speech um in the company do, is that what hate speech you are you address? talking about i mean you use twitter right do you see a rise in hate speech 
I mean, I, I, just a personal anecdote. Like, what do you do? I don't. P personally, my uh, for you, I would see I get I get more of that kind of content. Yeah, personally, but I, I'm not going to talk to talk to the rest of for, for the rest of Twitter. So you see more hate speech personally. I would say I would see more hateful content in that. Huh. In that content you don't like or or hateful. What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think Notice the vagaries. vagaries. If something is slightly sexist, it should be banned. I, no, is that I'm what you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying... Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, just, I'm trying to understand what you mean by hateful con content. And I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, And you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content. Does that mean that it should be banned? Well, you've asked me, you've asked me whether my feed, whether it's got less or more. It, I'd say it's got slightly more. That's what I'm asking for examples. Right? Okay, you'll notice we are uh, like a solid 90 seconds into this. Hasn't shown examples yet, but we're going to keep going. Can you name one example? I, I honestly don't need, I, I, honestly, I you don't. You can't name I, a single example. I'll tell you why, because I don't actually use that for you feed anymore, because I, I just don't particularly like it. But you said actually, a lot of people, a lot of people are quite similar. I, I, I only, well, I only look well, at my, my followers. You said you've seen more hateful content, but you can't name a single example, not even one. I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I, then I how did you see that hateful content? content? Because okay. Oh, dude, boy, it's dude. painful. Yeah. Do you know what? Your thoughts. The, the first thing that comes to mind for me with this, I wish this was how Patrick Mason would approach John DeLynn on oh. their new show. Oh my gosh. That Ooh, when Brad John DeLynn it. said some kind of vagary to insinuate that the church is doing X, Y, or Z wrong, have Patrick Mason simply ask the questions to understand what he's trying to say. That's what I actually really wow. like about this clip that you just played, Cardin. He's asking to understand what is being said which I think is a very important way to go about things, especially in this day and age, because sometimes people do an awful lot of trying to say something while saying something else, right? Hmm. Like, while, while he's saying, like, there, he's implying that there should be banned content, that Twitter is not doing its job to ban people, well, Which right? there are some things, which, like if there was child big word P, then of course, ban it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Elon Musk is like say, forcing him to say out loud what he's trying to insinuate, right? Like say, hey, yes. okay, what what is your line that you're drawing here? Is it slightly sexist? Is it slightly racist? Where are you wanting this to be drawn? I think that's actually a very productive way to have a conversation about this. And I like that he demands that we not use vagaries. Yeah, okay? exactly. Because that's where on the same page. Yeah, well, not just get on the same page. It shows they're lying. Like, you'll never or, be able to exceed. You're thinking these people aren't liars trying to damage the church. No, no, no. You're thinking what? they're they're just confused. Now, now that's probably a beautiful thing, Brad. No, no, what I'm saying but, is uh, if they are, that will be revealed. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. That's yes. what I'm saying. See, I, I think Elon Musk is coming. At, I don't think Elon Musk actually thinks this guy is a is an honest actor. Elon I Musk don't knows think exactly either. what he's driving I, at. I totally he's agree. saying, oh, really? Oh, really? And he's and he's letting him dig his own grave. He's pulling at the thread and then finds that these and first of all, first of all, anecdote data is not the plural of anecdote. OK, so even if you have an anecdote that doesn't have some like. You can't draw the sweeping conclusion about Twitter because you saw one thing and you think, well, that's data. No, sorry. Plural uh, data is not the plural anecdote. But besides that, he can't even come up with an anecdote. 
Yeah. You can't even come up with one. And 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 Jordan Peterson does this too as well when he says, get specific. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. my good almost Canadian accent. It's you know what like I'm Donald saying? Trump, it actually. honestly needs to sound a little <laughs> bit more like Kermit the Frog. Okay. <laughs> that'll be a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. And just inject a little more Muppet. But I love it when he says, get specific. Tell me what was said that was racist. Ben Shapiro does this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. He says, I can't deal with vagaries. So I think we're... Tr- the the church is always kind of at large, kind of two or three years behind what happens in media, and the media slowly adopts in the news cycle two or three days later what Twitter has figured out, or two or three years later what LA is already starting to do and develop. Right? You know what I'm saying? So what? Got to get was, that pride in there. What, yeah. Yes, well, yes. <laughs> exactly. LA is just drawing from Will the Thrill. Will the you Thrill know. is really this first move. He's driving the whole stuff. thing. He's party in front or business in front, party in the back <laughs> with a mullet. Right. So anyway, um, so so what, I I just like I was just gonna say that I like that now we're finally dem- instead of just doing the boomer. I'll let my record speak for themselves. Oh, just ignore them and they'll go away. Oh, we're saying gosh. okay, you fielded this accusation. Get specific. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and I, I want to say, Elon Musk was less combative than that. He was very just clear and said, "Can you show me examples?" Y- yes, you, I, I could tell he was a little bit nervous in the way that he was doing this interaction. He did troll yeah. him a little bit, saying like, "You can't even think of one." Well, yeah, I, I, mean, I know, I know, and, and he did, and I think in an appropriate way. Look, that didn't I want come to be a combative as... jerk and be justified <laughs> by other people who are doing Stop the same. Ruining so it, I will Brad. elevate them also in order to juxtapose it against. <laughs> but escalating like that doesn't win the argument. Okay, yeah. but, but now hold on. Now, now anybody watching this interview is going to say, "This is getting a little steamy. It gets awkward. It gets, dare I say." contentious it gets uncomfortable it gets it really didn't get uncomfortable contentious, though like jordan peterson says like you okay is that the line though that. see because i'm asking you where is this line because this is also a recent come follow me when we, when they talked about matthew uh 118 recently okay mm-hmm. there was the famous scripture where it says okay if a man hath offended you first go at him and you know seek to mm-hmm. to fix it and remedy it personally, personally. Yep. and then if that doesn't work come at him with what two or three witnesses to try you, you three or four. And if that doesn't work, then go to the church. And then if that doesn't work, let him be a heathen and a publican unto you. Right. And then famously, Peter says, how many times should I forgive him? He says seven times 70. Right. Yeah. So we know that somewhere between three and 490 is the line. (laughs) And, and, and members of the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, traditionally, especially in North America have taken this, this suburban niceness equals kindness Mm, tack mm. and just said, Oh, well, if you ignore the problem, it'll go away. No, when you ignore feminism, it doesn't go away. It just breeds two generations of screaming, shrieking harpies who you think are going to get a testimony in the mission field and don't, that are going to get a testimony at BYU and don't, they go on their missions, they graduate from the mission field, and then they just spread the wokeism that's been indoctrinated in them along the way into the, the corporations that they now infest and give us Dylan Mulvaney on the face of Bud oh, Light. Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, so I, I actually lost the track of how we got <laughs> from what we were talking about to there. But, but I, when you don't confront it, so like, oh, con- okay, okay, the, that's the, a, the word. I was like, con- wait a second. <laughs> yeah. So the word confrontation, yeah, sounds a lot like contention. Mm-hmm. Sounds a lot like. Yeah, I, I would not. Conf- I, I wouldn't classify what we just watched as contentious. I would. Hmm. I would classify okay. it as uncomfortable. But like Elon Musk wasn't sitting there telling this guy, 
you're a bad person for doing what you're doing, you know? See, I was going to make this an he, Elon Musk versus Russell M. Nelson thing. Yeah. And have which, the thumbnail with boxing gloves. And you can but, still totally do that. My yeah. position on it is just that I don't see any conflict in their position. So you think that Elon Musk clearly watched Russell M. Nelson's talk. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's why he did this this way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, well, yeah. let's see the refresher. Let's see what Russell M. Nelson has, what light he has to shine on this yeah. um, in our most recent general conference for those of you who are tuning in that aren't familiar with the terminology of general conference it's like our you know twice a year uh big sermon bunch of leaders give us a bunch of really good sermons some are better than others this is not a minor prophet anymore this is yeah this is the prophet yes exactly here we go boom charity allows us to demonstrate how men and women of christ speak and act especially when under fire. Now, I'm not talking about peace at any price. There. I'm talking about treating others in ways that are consistent with keeping the covenant you make when you partake of the sacrament. You covenant to always remember the Savior. Mm. Okay. In situations that are highly charged and filled with contention, I invite you to remember Jesus Christ. Pray to have the courage and wisdom to say or do what he would. Hmm. Which I'm pretty sure is an internet rebuttal with very fiery language. <laughs> and okay, so anyway, keep going, keep That's going. Meant. It's like, how do I fit Den of Vipers in here? the Prince of Peace. <laughs> we will become his peacemakers. All right. At this point, you may that, be thinking that this message would really help someone you know. <laughs> yes, and names. <laughs> names. We're going to give them names. All oh right. But, no, <laughs> so I think, I think it's interesting that he says, he says, pray that you will have the courage. Yes. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to go too, too far off with this, but like, it doesn't take courage to just roll over and let people badmouth the church and force their force their ideologies on you. It takes courage to stand up for Jesus Christ and to say, no, I'm sorry. I, th- I think what you're doing is wrong. I think you're misinformed. I, I don't think you have a, a basis for this these mystery, uh, hateful tweets out there. As or- Lance Christensen said, say, no, we're not that way. Mm. You know? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He says it takes courage to be like Jesus Christ. It does not take courage to yes. just roll over and let people mow you down. And, and that's what I think he was trying to say when he said, like, this doesn't mean peace at any price. Yes. That doesn't mean that you stop following the commandments of God in order to avoid having anything become uncomfortable at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I think sometimes being a peacemaker requires things getting very uncomfortable in getting to the same understanding. I think, to me, that's what Jesus would do in these situations he would strive to understand what the other person is saying. Jesus mm. had the advantage that he could discern people's thoughts a great deal more accurately than we can sometimes. Yes, right. You know? And remember, the Apostle Paul in... Jude, oh, don't botch it, bro. Gonna, don't botch it. This. It's Jude. <laughs> I know that in Timothy and in Jude, he says, fight for your faith and contend for your faith. And I, can't, I think Jude is contend. I think Timothy is fight. But he mm. says, contend for your faith. He mm-hmm. says, fight for your faith, Right. And and we covenant or one of the covenants that Russell Nelson says. Remember your covenants, right? He's saying one of our co- one of our covenants, our baptismal covenant that we renew at the sacrament, is that we'll always remember Jesus Christ. And so, 
you know, Jesus Christ wasn't just a dove all the time. Jesus Christ was pretty forceful with his language He's sometimes. Wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Yes, harmless which, as a dove. Which I think yeah. is a very important thing for us to remember. Because if we're just wise as a serpent and we're not harmless as a dove, that's where we end up being too cruel with people. But if we are not as wise as a serpent and we are just harmless as a dove, that's when we get rolled over. What if we're right? not cruel enough? Because he did use a whip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, man. Try to pull this out. Time, okay. Try to pull this out. And no, I have to say, actually, Brad, just, uh, you know, bro to bro, you do a great job of this, actually. You do a great job of this. You always kind of keep it, keep the spirit there. You're keeping it. You know, but you. You, you do a good job at that I righteous really contention. That. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think for me personally, like Carden, we we kind of are different in this way. Being <laughs> Canadian, I kind of err on the side of being too nice and letting people walk all over me. You know, mm. so that that is where I mess up more often, I think, than Carden would. Right? Carden may be a little bit more bombastic and err on the side of the contentiousness. But they're both wrong. Neither of those are the right Christian way to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like being nicer is somehow better. So I, that, I, this I, is something this President Nelson is telling me to be a better defender of the faith by being more like Jesus Christ. Mm. At the same time, I know that people are like, oh, hey, because of the general, uh, I guess, the way that our culture is right now, the combative is more uh, common. I think people are like, see, he's telling us to stop being as combative. But in reality, he's telling people like me to be more like Christ. So you think that you think the admonition to be more like Christ in cases like yours is actually to speak up more often. Yes. And to do so in a way that is like how Christ would do it. Seeking to understand other people, you know. Interesting. Because I yeah. was actually going to ask, what do you think the report card on the show is? Like, how do you think that we, I, I feel like we all kind of balance each other out, but sometimes some sparks might fly out or sometimes we may not fight hard enough. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What What do you think? Uh, jo Jonah and and Brad, what do you guys think? Do you I, think, I've, I've do you think we overdo the contention? Like, let's self-reflect here. We, we got a C plus for contention. Plus. I, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I've been watching the show for a long time and- you know, it, it, you you guys you guys are no you guys are kittens. You'll always be. You'll always laugh with someone. Here, if, some, if some dude walked in and said, "I'm an anti Mormon. I hate y'all," you'd say, "Come sit down. Let's chat. Like let's be buds." So I, I what I would say for our grade on ourselves in our show, I think we are pretty good when it comes to people that we are interacting with person to person. Person to person. I think that's I, true. I think our biggest room for improvement is dealing with the people <laughs> who are not in the room. You know, yeah. there there are times when I think we say things that could be hurtful to the people who are uh, not there because we don't see their unless reactions we've in the moment. tried to reach out and they refuse to engage. And, and I mean, maybe there's there's an argument to be had there, but I, I think we need that. to be. I think we need to be more specific in some of our terminology, though, because I think there are some mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. that the way that we talk about even the people who have chosen not to engage with us makes it sound like people who have or haven't even engaged with us at all yet feel like they're lumped in with that group. So I love what you said that being hyper nice is just as bad yeah. as being contentious. That that the prophet is not saying, you know, just, you know, peace at any cost is saying have courage mm -hmm. to, to stand up for your covenants. I yes. think that's great. So hyper niceness is just as bad mm -hmm. as contention. I think the the other thought that I had is um uh it better be good, dog. Oh, is that, you know, is, yeah, when it's person to person, 
you guys are total kittens. I think it's always good to remember that there's third parties. I need parties. to try harder. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always yeah, good to remember right. that there are third parties watching and listening to these things. Yep. And the anti-Mormons know this. They know that they're on a public stage all the time. They're not thinking about their interaction with you. They're thinking about everybody else who's listening. Yeah. And so they want they want to weaponize your empathy, which is a phrase I stole from Cardin Ellis, Midnight Mormons. Yeah. Uh, they want to web, weaponize your compassion and your empathy because they know that the other people listening is really where the game is. Mm-hmm. And and so I think we need to remember, especially like you're representing Jesus Christ. You have his name on you. You roll over and let somebody let somebody push their ideology over you and fold like a reed. That does not reflect well on Jesus Christ, who never did that. Jesus Christ never ceded ground. Yeah. He was always, he knew the truth. Now, he wasn't cruel or, or any rude or any of that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus Christ never ceded ground. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it, you don't need to cede ground in order to find common ground. You know? Ooh. Wow. Bumper sticker right there. Brad yeah. Whitbeck, 2023. <laughs> Dude. I was wow. Say, that could be your good. political, that could be your political bumper sticker. Oh, there Whitbeck it is. Whitbeck, yeah. 2024. <laughs> yeah, dude. You don't need to cede ground to find common ground. No, yeah. but it's pretty good. <laughs> I, good. I think, yeah, we, we, if we are approaching other people as Christ would and we love them, I, sometimes loving people involves correcting them. And so we just need to ensure that we're striving to understand them. Because sometimes we may find through asking good questions and f- asking to understand people rather than trying to ask questions to get a response, which maybe kind of happened a little bit in that Elon Musk thing, which could have contributed to the uh, heightened uncomfortability of it. I, I think the more we strive to understand the people that we're speaking with, the more we will be able to love them effectively as Christ did. So if we're going to try and put this into practice, as yeah. Brad and uh, Jonah Barnes say, I say it's 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 OK to say get specific. Yes. And ask for spe- uh, specifics. OK. One hundred percent. And then second to say, no, we're not that way because, you know, uh, peace at any price is is not the way to go no uh so on and so mm-hmm. forth and third what what else do we learn today that elon musk is a minor prophet elon musk is so, a closet <laughs> he's a closet latter-day saint uh, yeah. he watched the conference it's, talk there's proof right there yeah yeah you know there it is, there it is. you know how joseph Brother smith elon. was made someone's amazing. gonna actually think he did <laughs> yeah. there's someone in the audience who's like really really <laughs> like, tell their no. friends. you know how um you know how joseph smith was declared a mason on the spot by the leader of the masonic lodge and mm. that's how he became a mason yes yes right that if you're of a high enough order in the freemason church you can declare somebody else a mason on the spot and they become amazing i wish mormonism had that power because i would make elon musk boom mormon on the spot <laughs> now yeah hey elon apostle by the on the spot garrett gong move over hey elon. we got oh my god <laughs> <laughs> totally hey, totally you're free to come on the show anytime brother okay if yeah you, if you want if you want some press you know you when, want some yeah. good exposure you just come on our show anytime when he, in, right. when he inevitably sees this yeah <laughs> yes exactly well actually you know what's funny is his his number one financier that's the CEO oh, of yeah. all of his companies. Yes, this is true. And is the um, the head of his enterprise. Yeah. Just like Howard Hughes. It's always the crazy entrepreneurs that only trust Mormons with their finances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, his number one financial guy that's been in his right hand for like 20 years was my home teacher. Oh, was he really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Total L.A. Dude. Mormon guy. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, yeah. that's cool. And he- what's funny is it's really good basketball player, too. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm friends with the guy. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah he does like, it all. He does it all. Like, like yeah. usually they'll have you know an army of people handling their finances. I read an article about this guy that he does it almost total solo. Yeah, and Elon trusts him with everything. And dude, oh, wow. his wife yeah. is a freaking boss. 
like psycho home birthing like just tough oh yeah she's just like she's beautiful don't get me wrong but she's like one of those chicks where it's like it's not quite granola you know what i'm saying it's not like a pacific midwest like hippie yeah but she's like yeah i'm gonna home birth this thing and it's like whoa yeah hey gentile you go girl (laughs) gentile friends out there if you need someone to handle your finances find a member of the church of jesus christ need someone to make you coffee do not choose a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was an intern. I was an intern one time and they were like, oh, could you go get me some coffee? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I walk in the other room and I'm just like looking at this like, what, what do I do with all this stuff? It took about five minutes before somebody came in and they're like, do you do you, do you know what you're doing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Finances, we're great at that. Coffee, not so much. That's, That's right. funny. All right. Well, let us know. Um, let us know where we went wrong. Let us know if you think there's any good rule of thumbs. Oh. Uh-oh. Rules of thumb, I mean. What, Brad? You got a re- revelation? Brad had a revelation right now. Grade us. Give us an A, B, C, D, no, E, no. or F no, no. A or on B. how contentious you think we are. No, no, A or B. <laughs> a or B. And, and, and real contention, not just <laughs> forceful, you know. Yeah, and, and tell us why so that we can be like, we can review that and see like, okay, which of this is like useful for us to know. You know, so we can understand cool. the grade, right? Cool. And directed at the person that needs it most, preferably Quaku and Brad. No, I, so, how about this? No, no, they should grade. <laughs> they should grade Elon, Russell Nelson, and us, just so we can get a bead ah. on are these people vicious anti-Mormons? Because we get plenty of comments from people who will hate absolutely everything. That They'll we be like out. F. Yeah. For so sure. great, Russell yeah. Nelson. Who who is the best? Russell Nelson, Elon Musk, or Midnight Mormons? All right, awesome. We'll take it. This is Midnight Strike Through Mormons. We'll see you guys in the next program. <laughs>